ஹம்மாபாதுக்கும் My dear respected listeners, we live in very, very challenging times. If we look at the conditions around us, be it man-made or be it from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's no stability anymore. Weather patterns have changed. One minute there's fires burning, next minute there's hail falling, earth tremors, volcanoes exploding, all sorts of Natural disasters are taking place one after the other. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has stated that alamat al-sa'a, one of the signs of end of times, is that natural disasters will occur so frequently as if a tasbih is taken and the string is cut and as the beads begin to fall in one after the other, similarly, the natural disasters will come one after the other. Man will not recover from one when another one will come. Not recover from that one, another one will come. And similarly, it will continue. My dear respected listeners, that is from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We look at the ahwal of man, the conditions of man, where wars are in vogue, where people have been killed, entire nations have been, have been uprooted and have been moved, possibly moved from place to place, leaving their homes, leaving their lives, and going and living as refugees in another country or in another place, leaving the comforts that they had because life had become unbearable where they were living. So keeping this backdrop in mind, we see the ahwal and the conditions changing in front of us. In respect of our, in our country and the environment that we're living in, we see how fast society has become. Before, in the golden era, when we were young, I'm talking about those that are over 40 years old, when we were growing up and what conditions we were living in and what we were exposed to. But... We had morality, we had respect, we had love for one another, and we had all these sifat and these qualities. We were not exposed to the challenges that the youth of today are facing. The youth are facing such challenges that we cannot comprehend what they are going through, the situations that they are going through, the peer pressure that is upon them to do wrong, to do evil, to go astray, to be misguided to get involved in such things that will bring about the narazgi and the azab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we find when a teenager or a youngster succumbs to that pressure and he gets involved in all these things, then when it is too late, the parents want to step in and try to resolve the situation. The point I'm trying to make is that our children are our amanat. 
وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that every one of you is a shepherd and every one of you is responsible for his flock. The children that have been given to us are in amanat from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If the proper tarbiyah is made of the child, is the proper upbringing is given to him, then the child becomes a coolness of a wise. There will be love between the parent and the child and the parent looks forward that when this boy or this child of mine grows up he'll be a means of mine of me getting comfort of me living a comfortable life on the converse side on the flip side of the coin if that child has not been given the proper tarbiyat if he has not been given the proper upbringing then we find that the same child can become like an azab, like a punishment on the parents. In the house, the parents do not know which way to turn because the demands and the actions of this child is giving them so much of grief, emotionally hurting them. Emotionally, they do not know what to do. It is a pressure on the brain, and they feel like they are going to explode at any moment. Listeners, what we have to understand, that we have to give the proper skills to our children to navigate their way through life. Skills in life orientation, skills in social cohesion, skills in respect, respecting themselves, respecting others around them, self-confidence, and giving them a direction in life. That this child of mine needs to go to school just as how we see the need of a child going to school. In a similar manner, we should see that the need of this child going to a proper madrasa. A madrasa where 50% of his tarbiyat will be made by the ustads, by the apa, and 50% of the tarbiyat will be made at home. This madrasa is a cornerstone of our life. We can give the best circular education. The child, hundreds and thousands of rands can be spent. We, I have read an article where school fees are something, and in some schools, up to 10,000 rands a month. So the child can be given the best of education, but if his tarbiya is not made, the proper upbringing is not given, then we will find that this child will earn maybe a lot of this dunya, but he did not learn how to make khidmah of his parents. He did not learn how to respect his parents. He did not learn how to relate to those around him. Then we will find what is the condition of this person. That he will be totally cut off from society. Instead of becoming an asset to society, in many, many instances, the child becomes a liability to society. My dear respected listeners, this madrasa, if you look in the history of South Africa, the history has been told over and over again. And we look at the beautiful masajid, the madrasas, the Darul Uloom, and all the institutes of Islamic learning, the Hivzkhanas, the Khankas. What or how did this come about? It is said that when our forefathers had come to South Africa and had settled down here, then the first consideration 
And the first thought in their minds was, what will happen to our children in this environment? This is a European environment. It is a foreign country. And we have come here. How are we going to preserve Dean in our country? And that led to them thinking about it, making mashwara about it. And thereafter, they decided that we have to bring somebody from our country to teach our children. So a person was sought, and he was brought over, even though if he had the basic Islamic knowledge. But this was the cornerstone of the madrasa, of the simple maktab, which has saved many, many a generation. So the ustad comes, the children are sent, they are taught the basic Islamic knowledge, taharat, wudu, ghusl, salah, etc. And what we learned in our maktab days, that helps us throughout our lives. And in the latter part, in, the life, in our lives as we go forward, generally we find not everybody can become an hafiz, not everybody can become an alim, but everybody can become a mu'min. Everybody can become a believer. Everybody can love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody can love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And this love for Allah and the love of the Rasul of Allah, it is generated through the maktabs. When they are sitting in front of the ustad, an incident comes to mind that a father had passed away, leaving a small child behind. And somebody had seen in a dream his condition was not very good. And after a few years, when he had seen him in a dream again, his condition had changed to a very, very good condition. Upon inquiry, it was said to him, the person that, was, that, that dreamt, it was said to him that today my child had gone to the madrasa and he had started the recitation and the ustad had taught him, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. As soon as he has as as he had uttered these words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had uplifted the difficult conditions that I was facing, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted me good conditions. In the hadith we find numerous incidents about the tarbiyah, about how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had made tarbiyah. Once Abu Salama radiallahu ta'ala anhum was eating with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and his hand was moving all over the plate. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi held his hand in a gentle manner and told him, Ya Ghulam, oh my dear nephew, when you start eating, start with Bismillah. And eat what is in front of you. That means do not move your hand around in the plate. Whatever is in front of you, partake of that. Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala says that I had spent 10 years in the khidmah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In these 10 years, I never heard the Rasul of Allah uttering uff once to me. Let us look into our homes. How much of love do we show to our children? Are we bringing them closer to us? Or are we chasing them away? Are we pushing them away from us? When the child needs the most help and assistance, when he needs our love, are we busy with our cell phones? Are we busy with the internet chatting? Are we busy reading blogs? Or is it the time where we have to sit and form a healthy relationship with our children? In today's society, everybody has access to smartphones and internet. But these things are making life in the home dull. 
there's no more interaction between the parents and the children. In fact, some cases, there's no more interaction between the husband and the wife also. So let us, our, our elders have looked into this, the ulama have thought about this, and they said that the only way we can sort this problem out is that some time must be taken out during the course of the evening where the entire family sits down together and engage in some ta'aleem of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To this end, three kitabs have been mentioned that these kitabs must be read in the presence of the parents while the children are sitting there, if they can read. The Fazail Amal, where they will be encouraged to do good actions and they will be shown what is the virtue of that action, what is the reward of that action. Then a good Sirah Kitab must be read, Sirah Al-Mustafa, the abridged version that has been uh, that has been printed by Jamiat Al-Ulama KZN for a mere hundred rand. We can get hold of a copy of this very, very important kitab that will show us the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Today, we have children in our homes that can rattle off an entire cricket team, entire soccer team. But if you ask them, who, is, who are the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Who are the children of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? When was Rasulullah sallallahu born? Then they look at you as if they are talking some foreign language. So this kitab will manage to sort that problem. And lastly, a Muslim Masail kitab, which refreshes our memory also. And the ulama have recommended Behisti Zewar by Hazrat Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwisab, Rahmatullahi Alayhi. If we bring these three kitabs into our homes, the virtue of this is that our homes will shine up to the dwellers of the heavens, just as how the people on earth look up to the skies and see the stars shining. In a similar manner, our homes will start shining. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, when the truth comes, then batil dissipates. Just as how we enter a dark room and we put the light on as soon as the light is switched on, the, the darkness dissipates. Similarly, when we establish these amals in the home, then we will find there will be peace and tranquility in the homes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create love and muhabbat between the family members. But the cornerstone to all this is that every child must be sent to the local maktab, where in the afternoon he sits at the, at the feet of the ustaz, and he learns the basic knowledge of deen, the basic knowledge of Islam. And through this, you will find that he will gain the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will gain the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he will be saved from the environment, saved from the mahal that is enveloping each and every home, the fitnas and the trials and tribulation that is coming to our doors, that is permeating into our homes, and that is destroying families. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of establishing this amal. May Allah ta'ala put the true love of the deen of Allah, the true love of tilawat of Quran, the true love of dua, a parent that makes the father, a father that makes dua for his child, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves his child, his dua is rushed up to the heavens, to the arsh of Allah. So my dear respected listeners, let us keep... This, this generation that is in front of us, that are with us today, let us help them to engage in such 
in such things that will bring them closer to Allah, in such amal that will bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us send them to such institutes and such places where they learn the deen of Allah. Just one incident before we finish off. There was a child that was studying in a Islamic school and madrasa, and she was progressing. The child was progressing quite well. Then the father realized how intelligent the child is and decided to put her into a circular Christian school, thinking that this is the best for the child. She will progress very, very well. With the result that after a few months, when the father inquires about her progress, she replies and tells the father that in my room, when I was bringing my friends from my school, that my new school, and they were teaching me the Bible, and now I see myself as a Christian and no more as a Muslim. So, my dear respected listeners, this interaction that we have with our children, let us increase that interaction. Let it not be that when it is too late, our eyes open, and then there is nothing that we can do about the situation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save our children. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our children a coolness to our eyes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let, let us leave children that are pious, that will recite for us the Surah Yaseen, that will send Isal al-Sawab for us continuously when we are lying all alone in our graves. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا لِلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَكِنَا ذَابَ النَّارِ اللهم إنك عفو كريم رحيم تحب الأصفاف عنا يا مقلب القلوب صب القلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حاسبنا حسابا يسيرا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار سمعنا وطعنا وفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين